This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Have you ever wondered why we call French fries French fries? Or why something is the greatest thing since sliced bread? There are answers to those questions. Everything Everywhere Daily is a podcast for curious people who want to learn more about the world around them. Every day, you'll learn something new about things you never knew you didn't know. Subjects include history, science, geography, mathematics, and culture. If you're a curious person and want to learn more about the world you live in, just subscribe to Everything Everywhere Daily wherever you cast your pod. Every town has a dark side. This is Andrew Fitzgerald from the Everytown Podcast, where every single week we dive into insane and mysterious true crime stories, most of which you've never heard of. Stories like the bizarre disappearance of Tyler Davis in Columbus, Ohio, a 29-year-old father trying to find his way back to his hotel when he disappeared and was never heard from again. And Elizabeth Shove from Lugoff, South Carolina, who was abducted from her driveway by a madman and taken to his underground bunker in the woods. And we give you all the details you're interested in hearing about without any fluff or fillers, because ain't nobody got time for that. We cover everything from psychopaths to poltergeists, so go check out the Everytown podcast, because every town, no matter how nice it may seem, has a dark side. Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Following the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from the Great White North and his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard. Welcome once again to another edition of Strange Planet. Strange. This is actually strange because my guest, uh, his name is Strange. How appropriate. He should be hosting this podcast. Well, no, he has his own. Michael Strange is uh, my guest. He is the host of Troubled Minds. And uh, what I like to do from time to time is introduce you uh, to uh, other podcasters, other broadcasters, other researchers, uh, people who uh, sort of toil in the same arena, the same space, that being, you know, unexplained mysteries, conspiracies, the paranormal, the supernatural, alternative, well, everything. And as I say, Michael Strange certainly fits the bill. The host of Troubled Minds, it's a, a radio show and podcast that seeks to reconcile a mysterious cosmos against the human condition, burying himself in questions and conversations instead of easy answers laced with propaganda. Michael has been central to thought-provoking ideas for years as the chief instigator of Troubled Minds. The show revolves around news cycles and extrapolation of what the media conglomerates aren't telling the world in an attempt to derive a more actual truth. The idea of our human lens as a flawed perspective of reality and the possible fact that our cosmic existence is far greater than anybody has ever dreamed in the central theme of the troubled, or is the central theme of the Troubled Minds conversation. Michael Strange, welcome to Strange Planet. How are you? 
I'm doing well, Richard. Thanks for having me. It's a, it's a real pleasure to be here. Thanks for the invite. It's great to have you. If I may be so bold as to ask, is Strange your actual legal last name? Negative. It's a, it's, it's a, um, it's a stage name as it were, as, as you might expect, but uh, only because um, privacy reasons, et cetera. Of so, course. Yeah. Well, it's a great one. I, I wish I'd thought of it first. <laughs> Strange Planet hosted by Richard Strange has a nice ring, but it's taken. So good for you. Good for you. Uh, to, uh, to tell us a little bit more about uh, Troubled Minds. How long has it been around? Uh, how do we find it? Um, the format and so forth. Troubled Minds has been around approximately five years now. We're five years in the first week of April or so. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's really just a conversation amongst friends is what it's turned into. It first started as a podcast, had a couple co-hosts over the years. And um, it just kind of, it, it's, it's hard for people to commit to that time, that, that level of time, as you know. Um, it's, it's just a lot of work. And so uh, it, it ended up becoming just me. And uh, that takes a lot of... Um, um, sort of adapting, you know, once you have a co-host and then sort of adapting to just doing a show by yourself. But then uh, for for serendipity or wh however you want to call it, uh, I started to attract these amazing people that became regular call-ins on the show because it's always been a live show. It's always been sort of a, here's, here's the topic, here's the conversation, let's take this wherever this goes. And um, it, I've collected an, an unbelievable group of amazing friends that uh, are open-minded, that are um, curious, that are just a sort of kindred souls in the sense that they they see the world uh, very similar to the way I do, which is which is foggy. <laughs> I mean, which which is a like a, like I always say, propaganda and the rest of that stuff is is worthy of discussion because nobody talks about it. It's you're the dirty conspiracy theorist if you if you talk about propaganda, but. It's it's there. It's out there. It's a thing, and uh, it's something we should talk about and deal with. But yeah, it's a it is a live show, and um, it, it really kind of just plays out like a like a nice conversation. And it's it's a it's a podcast, but it's also a radio show, like a terrestrial radio. Or where do we find it? Uh, you would find it actually on troubledminds.org. That's the official website. Everything's there. The social media is there. All the podcast players are there. You can find it on any you know iTunes or. Spotify, any of that stuff, but uh, it also airs on. Uh, I just started my own radio station. It's, it's it's not terrestrial. It's digital radio, and it's KUAP Digital Broadcasting. And you can find that on TroubledMinds.org, the website as well. Just click on the very top. It says uh, "Listen Live," and so I'm getting uh, not just a, a bunch of those friends that have been sort of those kindred spirits, like I was describing, uh, other podcasters, and uh, sort uh, just a just to build a network. And uh, may as well, I started on another network, and it just. Sometimes it's better to do things yourself. You know what I mean? If you want it done right, you know the old yeah, saying. Absolutely. Uh, so talk to, give me um, a, a short laundry list of some of the, the, the big topics that you've grappled with and wrestled with, um, let's say, in the last couple of weeks or months. Ooh, uh, artificial intelligence has been really high on the list because uh, it's not as you you probably are very familiar with. Uh, Chat GPT dropped yes. in the, the November thirtieth, and and all the talk that's been around that in terms of um, you know uh, AI agents and what that's going to look like in the future. That's really been heavy on my mind because uh, this is this is one of those things that could change everything, and so it, it's become even sort of a a. I wouldn't want to call myself an expert, but I, I've learned a ton about this because I'm curious where this is going to lead. Uh, artificial intelligence is top of my mind. 
Of course, uh, as we began this discussion years ago, doesn't it always start with aliens and UFOs and that sort of thing? Uh, that's definitely been something we talked about. Uh, as a matter of fact, last night we talked about the New Horizons mission and how it it went all the way out to the Kuiper Belt. And for whatever reason, NASA, 15 years in and 20 years planning, a billion dollars, they decided, well, we're not going to look at the Kuiper Belt anymore. We're going to turn this into a, a heliophysics experiment, which again, if that doesn't make your tinfoil tingle as a conspiracy theorist, I'm not sure what will, because you don't spend that much time in planning and the life life's work of NASA uh, engineers to just get it out there and then say, well, there's nothing to see here now. It uh, seems very, very conspiratorial to me. But there's a, there's a lot of things ranging from, of course, aliens, UFOs, and that propaganda, of course, news cycles, and uh, artificial intelligence has been the main one recently. But there's there's a lot of things to think about, a lot of things to talk about, obviously. Uh, well, I would just pick up uh, on a, a couple of threads there. You mentioned the New Horizons um, mission and now conducting this experiment involving the sun. Um, what do you think they're up to? What do you think they're hiding? Why do you think their attention has been diverted to something else? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, it, it definitely seems suspicious in a lot of ways. Uh, they say there's a new boss in town or something, you know, kind of at NASA that wants to do something else with the, the mission. But I mean, that takes a lot of clout to to be able to just turn a billion dollar, 20 year planning mission into something else. So to me, I would think, and sort of some of the, some of the ideas that we came up with last night in the discussion was maybe they found something they don't want us to, to know about. Maybe that uh, the Kuiper belt is I don't know. For instance, and again, uh, this is all speculation. I, I want to make make very clear that I don't I don't have inside sources. I don't know anything about anything. And most of the conversations that we have are based in speculation, because I, I am a believer in that free speech and the idea that conspiracy theory, as free speech, uh, should should be allowed. We should be able be allowed to speculate, and uh, that that's that's really one of the core tenets of what Trouble Minds is about. But uh, it, back to the speculation. I would guess that either uh, we were told it was budgeting uh, problems is is part of why they decided to, to double do it uh, or not, and 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 they said that they're going to have a new a new craft to launch in the next I don't know twenty years. I mean they're they're kicking the can down the road for a quarter of a lifetime here, you know, a good long lifetime. So that that to me is kind of egregious in terms of science. So to do something like that, I think there would have to be a good reason. So I mean, did they find? something alien, uh, a muamua-like, or you know what I mean? Something to that effect. And that's that's where my mind goes because, again, a little bit of conspiracy. Why not? Absolutely. Um, that Yeah, when was that? That was launched like almost two decades ago, wasn't it? Uh, that mission, like 2006 or something? Yeah, it's been 15 years coming up, uh, I think, later this year. It'll be 15 solid years of traversing out of the solar system and into the Kuiper belt for them to finally just go, yeah, we're going to do something else now. <laughs> Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah. That makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, artificial intelligence. Um, that's a huge, scary topic. I mean, I'm, I find it all very chilling. Uh, mind you, I'm a bit of a Luddite. Um, I'm very excited about my vinyl albums and uh, so forth. So, I had an interesting conversation with uh, Vernon Reed, who is um, an incredible musician, um, guitarist with uh, Living Color. And he's 
being, he's kind of in the forefront among musicians, to, you know, waving the, these uh, red flags about artificial intelligence and how it's going to impact the music industry. And I'm sitting up here just north of Toronto. And of course we have a, uh, a uh, very successful um, recording artist by the name of Drake who lives here. And um, you've probably seen, and I'm not a cards on the table. I'm not a Drake fan, but my twin boys, they love Drake. And uh, you can't argue with success, I suppose, but um, all of these um, AI created Drake songs now are being released. And um I mean, there's no, the problem is there's no, and I got into this with the, with Vernon Reed from Living Color, there's no legal framework for any of these, for this new thing. Uh, that's one problem, I suppose. That's the least of it, though, because, um, and he, he talked about the, you know, we're on this cusp of uh, being able to, we've seen deep fake videos, but imagine now, um, getting a phone call and someone who sounds exactly like a family member starts, you know, having a conversation with you and utilizing AI and they've mined the, uh, all the databases. They know all of these intricate details. Um, I mean, that's where this is heading. And that to me, I find, I mean, we have scams now. I mean, we have these crazy emails from Nigeria, like think, uh, in, in uh, six months, a year, two years from now, what they'll be able to do with artificial intelligence. It's just, to me, it's chilling. It is the tip of the iceberg, too. Uh, we're, we're talking about, uh, yeah, I'm sure you've heard, been uh, paying attention to what Elon Musk and guys like this have been saying, the futurist Ray Kurzweil, uh, saying things like, um, we're creating a digital god. And that's the type of stuff that, that gets me, because where does that begin with? It begins with all of our data. It's almost like we, we, we've created this perfect storm to create this monstrosity, this digital monster somehow. And hopefully it's it's a benevolent monster if, if there's such a thing. Because we, like, you, like you're describing, not just um, copyright uh, issues galore, deep fakes like crazy. Uh, music isn't music anymore. I was just playing around with a, a Google technology that just came out where you can type in a particular prompt and get music. You could say, you know, 80s techno music, uh, driving on the beach, Santa Monica coastline, with the top down sort of thing and it'll tell it heavy bass and you know no melody and it'll it'll crank you out like a <laughs> like a, like a little song like a little blurb it's 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 insane where this is heading but i th i think like you said in terms of chilling is just the ai agents the again the replication it's the, the what is sentience what is consciousness even mean we don't know what it means for people the ai singularity i mean there's so many things that we are close to. I mean, we are incredibly close to. And I think that you said chilling. I'm going to say terrifying in in the sense of I think when this thing, if it if it's possible to become sentient, whatever that means, when it happens, I don't think it's going to be something we notice. I think it's going to be it's going to lay low. It's going to be like sort of the digital monster in the closet. It's going to start taking notes. It's going to wonder about, it, it, you know, maybe its own safety. I, it, it's it's a wild world we live in. Like, like I always joke on the show, uh, you know, may you live in interesting times. And for sure, uh, this is what seems to be smack dab in the middle of that. Yeah, just sticking with that, that uh, the AI discussion for a moment. Um, and I used to do, I remember doing shows even up to like a few years ago about the, you know, the, the robot apocalypse and it was out there on the horizon and it's coming and get ready for, 
Uh, I mean, we've had automation for many, many years, but I mean, on a major scale that was going to cause this massive job displacement, like I saw, you know, figures in the U.S. Uh, within the next five years, 60 million jobs, mostly, you know, driving vehicles, you know, trucking and limo drivers and taxi drivers and bus drivers and chauffeurs, like one in five jobs in the U.S. is tied to driving. Those jobs are gone, are going to go rather, they're, and they're never coming back. Um so we were, we sort of had our our eye on that, anticipating that. But this whole AI thing, I mean, we don't have self we don't have reliable self driving vehicles, and I, I don't know that we're going to get them. Um, there's just too many problems with them. But this whole AI thing totally leapfrogged over that. Like it just caught us by surprise. I mean, you know, we were we were waiting for you know the fully automated McDonald's and a and a robot asking, do you want you want fries with that? And I think they have one in Germany, but now all of a sudden here we are in the, in the future is now with this, with this AI. And we never had a national conversation about this. Nobody said, what do you, do you think this is a good idea? No, it is sneaking up on us. And that's for sure. Uh, yesterday, matter of fact, they had, uh, I know this is going to air down the road, but uh, this is what's the date today, middle of May. Mm-hmm. And so yesterday they had Sam Altman, who's the, the um, CEO of uh, OpenAI. And he was testifying before Congress, and he he said similar things that, uh, you know, I want to make sure that we don't do something catastrophic to humanity as part of this process, and it's why I'm 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 in this because you know I'm wor- working my my butt off to make sure that this does not happen. But like like you're describing, and I always joke about this too. Hey, where's our flying cars? weren't we supposed to get our flying cars before we got our uh, you know our robot overlords here? And it's so bizarre how how just quickly these things develop. And, and again, we're talking, you know, this is GPT four now, and it launched November thirtieth. And we're talking the next iteration of this GPT five. They're saying will have seventy two quadrillion parameters, and that right there, yeah, I, I don't even know how big that number is. That's that's absurdly large. And talk about a large language model is what the technology is. And you know what the really terrifying part about it is, Richard, is they don't know how these things work. There's something called a black box model. There's something called a secret layer of thought. And it's basically putting a bunch of neurons out there as sort of internet nodes and then prompting it and asking it questions. And it comes up with novel responses. And beyond that, I mean, once GPT-5 comes out, and I think they're they're putting pumping the brakes on it just a little bit right now because they understand that we are in a AI arms race that could spin completely out of control. But the, the next iteration of this might be that singularity. And what does that mean? How do you define it? I don't even think you can properly guess what that's going to look like in the next 5, 10, 20 years. You know? it, that's, that's the part that, that rattles me a little bit. Yeah, get, um, get real... Um, friendly with the Amish. That's my solution. <laughs> and then let's, yeah, seriously. Let's, just, let's just pray for another Carrington event and just unplug everything. <laughs> um, let's talk about, um, you mentioned earlier as well, conspiracy theory is free speech. And uh, the, um, the, I think the term conspiracy theory, you know, came out just after the uh, the Warren report and and they looked the the CIA and the national security state looked at the polls and nobody believed the Warren report and so um, they called their friends at the New York Times and I think the first article containing the term conspiracy theory came out in the New York Times I think it make, they mentioned it like five times or something um, to dismiss and discredit obviously uh, anyone who 
believe that um, Oswald didn't act alone or didn't fire the shots at all. Anyway, now there is barely a story anywhere that doesn't contain the term conspiracy theory. Oh, that's 15-minute cities. That's a conspiracy theory. Central business, uh, central bank digital currency, that's a conspiracy theory. Depopulation agenda, you know. Um, let's just talk a little bit about, about that. Um, where do you think we're heading? I mean, will, will shows and podcasts like yours, like mine, um, Joe Rogan, Russell Brand, are they going to be, are we going to be extinct uh, in, in five years? I don't think so. I, I think that uh, this, this is probably, in my opinion, the new frontier because they've, they've run everybody off of YouTube. They've run everybody off of, you know, sort of those, those uh, we have rumble as a, you know, sort of a, a, a counter to that uh, rock fins. Another one, there's, there's a, a lot of sort of decentralized things happening uh, that are free speech centric. And so, no, the, the short answer is no. I think that we are the new, uh, the new pioneers in that sense, because people are not stupid as much as they want to treat us like we are with the propaganda and trying to tell us all the nonsense of the upside down world that I'm always talking about as much as they try and tell us things that don't make any sense. We understand on a very deep level that this this stuff is nonsense, and to get the truth, you have to go find it now. And uh, YouTube was a great a great way to sort of break out of that. The legacy media, Twitter's doing good work with that, in my opinion. Hopefully, it doesn't turn into more World Economic Forum type stuff. But I mean, I, I think no, I think our shows at least until until the AI comes and starts parsing every word and <laughs> coming after us in that regard. Uh, I, I think we're we're the new sort of that new frontier in terms of speech, but um, how long that lasts? Because of course it's always built by tech conglomerates and some of these same guys that do uh, the the same the censorship uh, regime type stuff. So I don't know how long that lasts. I, I don't know. I uh, hopefully um, ideas last forever, and hopefully that's that's entirely the uh, the scope here of, of the way this goes. Michael Strange is host of Troubled Minds, the radio show and the podcast. Back with more of our conversation right after this. The truth will set you free, free, free. But first, it will really tick you off. Welcome back to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Michael Strange, host of Troubled Minds. Once again, Michael, how do we listen to the uh, the radio show and the podcast? Troubledminds.org, one-stop shops, got everything. Social media is there, the radio station is there, and the podcast, everything you need. And uh, uh, click the things, do the things. I would appreciate it very much. So you you um, you like to uh, delve into the you know the news cycle. Obviously, that's kind of the fodder um, that we that we explore on these types of uh, platforms. Um, what 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 uh, aspect of the news cycle would you like to dive into? Do you want to talk? I don't know geopolitics, Russia, Ukraine, um, the weaponization of the DOJ. Um, <laughs> do you get into all of those things? Yeah, uh, I, I try to personally. I try and avoid politics specifically because I think that um, I, I think politics. Ne- we need to pay attention to what's happening for sure to be responsible s- stewards of the planet. And you know that the uh, they're called the elites, but I call them the predator class. Mm-hmm. But in in that sense, we got to pay attention to what's happening. But uh, I mean, as far as as far as troubled minds on the conversations I typically have, the reason why I dodge politics is because it's so divisive. Yes, even with good good people uh, with good ideas, 
it's difficult to sort of sort of uh, have a sort of laissez-faire of ideas. Okay, that that's that whole sort of concept because people get so triggered or mad or just yeah. just again, you know, uh, leaving their families and things like this because such and such voted for such and such. It, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So, so I dodge it, but, but I, I, I do pay attention and I, and I am uh, versed in that stuff. It's just, I think that the world intentionally is trying to drive us apart. And so I think uh, as, as, uh, as I always say, and I'm going to continue to say, I think it's critical that we have voices out there that are, that are celebrating that we are different but our differences are trivial compared to the the things we do have in common. And so that's why I really personally try and avoid the the political discussions. I'll have them, but uh, just, you know, who'd you vote for type stuff. And I know you're not asking me that, but just just from a a big picture, like, are you looking at it from the perspective that it's all kind of controlled opposition anyway? Right. So it's just, or I don't want to put words in your mouth. Is that how you feel? Well, yeah, I think so. I, I think it's all control. And uh, as, par- as part of that control mechanism that's always happening, uh, not only do we have the political control, I mean, look, you can you can boil all the way down to the family. And, you know, uh, the control structures within a family are one thing entirely, which can be incredibly complicated and nuanced and decades deep with lore and all kinds of uh, interesting stories and whatnot. But that's just a family. And, and so we're talking now, we're talking uh, academics, we're talking uh again the, the mass media we're talking government we're talking and, and suddenly the larger this goes the more conspiratorial i think it is in terms of those con- those particular control mechanisms because they're as i said earlier they're always trying to get us to believe some some nonsense and again like like when you brought up a conspiracy propaganda comes to mind for me mm-hmm. and it's out there everywhere we're we're drowned in propaganda all day every day but who do you think is an expert and could pick, you know, g- give them 44 news stories and could they pick the propaganda out of it? Many, many times people can't. They don't know they're being bombarded with it. So so I think, yeah, I think it's all at some point um, kabuki theater. I think that uh, it, it's they're, they're arguing over trillion dollar budgets. They're arguing over control. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's just the way I see the, the, the news cycles anymore. It's, it's pretty horrific. What about sort of stepping back and from the micro into the macro and looking at um, sort of the, these two titanic forces that are now clashing and that one is, you know, the globalism and the other is sort of the, you know, uh, national populism or the nation state. Is that something that you examine? Yes, definitely. Uh, and I think for me, it's... Um, it's basically like an attack on the sovereign person, like all of this is is part of that nonsense and the upside down stuff that I'm I'm saying that we're we're getting from these news cycles. I think they're trying to trick us into giving up our sovereignty as people, as an individual, because it's it's for the best for the world, that globalist stuff. And so I think I think in those binary terms, the way you put it, I think it's a little bit loaded for me mm-hmm. because it's it's a lot more nuanced than that. And so can you can you uh you know sort of break down borders and uh maybe not let's say national borders that's less like an entire whole other thing but let's say borders in our mind about how we accept each other about how we you know don't don't discriminate uh based on the middle east or this that or the other thing you know i mean there's a lot of ways to look at it but yeah i, I think that we're in this space of um i call it unease 
And I think they want to keep us there as part of that. They want they want me and you to hate each other. They want us to to compete and and you know and all the rest of that. But I'm like, hey, uh, as always, why not? Why can't we collaborate? Why can't we celebrate? Like I said earlier, those differences and realize we have a lot in common. Uh, that's 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 the the way I see the world. And I'm always trying to put my foot on the gas pedal in that direction because there's so much negativity out there. Right, right. How do you feel about um, 15 minute cities? Is that um, is that is that concept real? Is it coming? Is that what they have in store for us? Basically, to lock us in these little communities, take away mobility rights, control us, surveil us, Soylent Green, writ large. Yeah, <laughs> Soylent Green is people, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe. I, I think that uh, as part of part of that industrial complex of of everything of really changing. The paradigm of what it means to be human a post-scarcity future i think that type of stuff has a place but forcing people into anything i i just don't like any of that i don't like any of it and like you said uh you know make friends with the amish and <laughs> go go hang out there i mean that seems to be more and more the way to go in terms of uh, how how we should uh take care of ourselves and others which again it should be terrifying to anybody who's who's a thinking person in my opinion because they're they're forcing us to, to do these things. They're you know I mean the drinking water is horrific and I mean on and on and on and and they're they're telling us that everything's fine. That's the biggest thing to me is that oh you know move to the cities the fifteen minute cities it's going to be the most the, the most ultimate in in I don't know about luxury but convenience there it is the co- convenience factor is literally leading us down probably well the road to hell let's say. Right, right. Well, homesteading is now, it's a big thing with young people, right? And and de-urbanization, people are getting out of the cities. They're moving, they want to, you know, a mule in 40 acres uh, and, you know, good luck. I mean, I don't know if, if, if people are equipped and prepared to do that. I mean, it's just kind of a romantic ideal. I hope they're successful. Um, but people are kind of looking for that escape plan. Um Let's, we'll uh, take another time out and uh, continue to discuss all things uh, geopolitical, conspiratorial. Michael Strange is the host of Troubled Minds. You're listening to Strange Planet. As you're staring up at the night sky... Ever wonder who's staring back? You're listening to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Michael Strange is with us, host of Troubled Minds radio show, a podcast, troubledminds.org. That's the uh, the one-stop shop, troubledminds.org. The social media is there. The, you can the, st- stream the podcast and um, the ra- the radio show. The digital radio show is there as well. Um, where, where can we go next? Let's, let's talk about UFOs. And, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been talking about UFOs for, you know, 20 some years and it's, it's fascinating. Um, I have, uh, you know, my own particular perspective on the phenomena. I think it's, we're talking about interdimensionals, not extraterrestrials. I'm not real po- popular with the UFO crowd. I actually think that, you know, we are alone in the universe. It was created just for us. Uh, but we are talking about perhaps maybe an angelic realm. How do you approach? I know this is a big question. But we have some time here if we want to explore this. How do you how do you approach uh, this whole UFO ET 
uh, phenomena from what, what, what is your perspective? Personally, I'm with you. I think it's probably some sort of dimensional thing happening. Um, but I don't discount any of the other theories. I think, I think, uh, and it's funny you mentioned that the UFO people are mad at you. They're mad at me too. And I think, I think it's impossible to avoid because, uh, everybody has their own idea and it, it, it's very, again, uh, talk, talking about propaganda and how, you know, sort of these control mechanisms, I see it in the UFO community. I mean, uh, I'm, pro, you know, I got, got a Twitter account and kind of follow a lot of that stuff. And there's a lot of people that are just mad. They're just super mad. Uh, and personally, I like all the ideas. I like them all. And I entertain them, all of them. Uh, me, me personally, I'm not an experiencer. So I've never, um, I, I have seen a couple times, maybe some anomalous things in the sky, like, you know, orange lights kind of dancing around, like may have been drones or something to that effect. Um, maybe another, another time, like a, a, a fast moving star, which I, I thought maybe I didn't actually look up to see, cause I don't think you can check where it is, but I thought it may have been the X 37 B that uh, secret space program shuttle that's out there for months at a time. So, I mean, I've seen some things, but never had, had like a, you know, terrifying sort of, you know, uh, uh, abduction experience or anything quite to that degree. And, and the entire realm, the UFO realm is fascinating to me because you have the science saying, nah, 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 there's nothing to see. And then you have all these experiencers that are saying, no, what are you talking about? We see it. We sense it. We, we have repeated visitations is the term. And so, so to me, I think it's fascinating, all of it and, and how far back does it go? I mean, I'm sure you said you've been in this for 20 years talking UFOs is um is this something that's been here for a long time i mean i don't rule out primordial nature spirits or something to that effect ultra terrestrials the, the dimensional hypothesis like you said who knows maybe uh maybe it's sort of a a a place where the quantum um turns into uh, the macro world and we're seeing you know uh superposition flashes of something who knows i mean i i like to look at all the angles and just consider what may be out there because I, I don't have personal experience, but I do hear what other people say and just try and incorporate into that in, in the, the discussion and my ideas. And what do you make uh, of the, uh, the Pentagon's renewed interest in this whole issue? I guess some of it may be, you know, political pressure, but uh, you know, they spent 70 years denying uh, that they, that they were interested in it, that they had, uh, explore this issue, and now all of a sudden you've got the Pentagon creating this um, Arrow um, All Domain Anomalous Resolution Office, and they're uh, the, the director at Arrow is interviewing people like Robert Salas and Robert Hastings about UFO incursions over nuclear sites in the 1960s. Uh, what do you think is behind all of this? This is what gets me in trouble with the UFO crowd. I, I think it's all nonsense. I, I think it's all propaganda. I think it's all control mechanisms. Again, trying to uh, just control the, the thought on on what we're supposed to perceive this phenomenon to be. And what it is, I, I don't have direct answers. I got some guesses, like I said, but I think it, it's reeks of propaganda, all of it. And, uh, you know, we get these leaks from people, these, you know, high up people in the UFO community and the uh, oh, I've talked to people that have this and seen that and done this and all the things. Well, wh where are those things? You know, it, it it seems like there's there's a a dishonest birdie whispering in people's ear and telling them that the next big thing is coming. The next big thing, disclosure is here next week, this summer. You know, and we're supposed to get hyped about it, and it's always a big letdown. And so, you know, you've been following it for for quite a bit longer than I have. 
but in in let's say five years or so, just paying very close attention to what's happening in that UFO realm, it seems to me like it's a big like it's a big joke. Like they're they're trying to turn it into something that's laughable again, re reintroduce the stigma, and said by while well, saying the opposite. By the way, they're saying that we're disclosures here. It's the you know the slow drip, the Lou Elizondo stuff, and Tom DeLonge, which again, doesn't make any sense to me. Where's our flying cars? He said he was going to make some. I mean, again, makes me unpopular with the UFO crowd, but it's the truth. Like you can't say we're building a, we've got, you know, reverse engineering UFO technology and we're building a warp engine and we're taking money for it and then not, not deliver. And so, like I said, it makes me unpopular to say it, but who else is saying it? I mean, it's like drinking the Kool-Aid to me. It's a little strange. Yeah, it, it, it does seem to be a case of three steps forward, two steps back, one step sideways, another three steps. Uh, you know, a lot of UFO disclosure uh, enthusiasts or what have you point to that New York Times article in 2017 and thought, aha, this is it. The New York Times is now writing about it. They're not laughing and talking about little green men. Um, you know, they talked about the the, um, the ATIP, the secret Pentagon UFO study group, Luis Elizondo, uh, and then... They released all of the, um, uh, the the gun camera video from the uh, those Tomcats or whatever they were, uh, the Tic Tac UFOs and so forth. And same things seem to be you know heating up, and it's like aha, we're getting somewhere. And then you know a couple of those um, um, congressional hearings, and it was I'm trying to remember was it the um, uh, the U S. It was it the Undersecretary of the Navy or someone who testified, and he was trying to pass it off. Well, these are plastic bags and it's space junk. And it was like, okay, there's your three steps back. So yeah, it is, it's a big, uh, a mind F in many, many regards. No question. Um, let's see, where else did I want to take this with you? Um, you talked about artificial intelligence. Oh, uh, let's talk about the paranormal. This is something else that you discuss. And, and I'm, I mean, I'm conflicted by, and I've told my audience this many times, I'm, con- I'm conflicted by much of uh, the paranormal. Um, have you had a paranormal experience? I haven't actually, uh, you know, maybe shadow figures out of the corner of your eye type of thing. But I mean, is that your your mind playing tricks on you? No, not directly, not directly. I I do know a lot of people that have, again, you know, as, as you know, you meet lots of people doing a show and, uh, I've, I've heard, you know, firsthand experiences of people uh, having terrifying things happen, but personally, no, not really. Uh, it is, it is, one of those things that uh, like UFOs, you know, UFOs, ghosts and the poltergeist and things, it definitely leads you into this world of discussion. Um, as usual, I think that some of the the things regarding the paranormal, just like UFOs and everything else, by the way, I think uh, we're, they're flawed. It's sort of that, that human lens of uh, we, we see things a particular way and trying to find, try to define them in, in the human sense of things. But if we're talking about cosmic things, uh, personally, um, I think that, uh, I'm okay not knowing answers to those big questions, but I think it's fascinating as hell to kind of go down those rabbit holes and discuss what that looks like, but no, never had a personal paranormal experience. You think these experiences that you've heard many times on your program and elsewhere are, are real, uh, that, that people are having a genuine experience. We may not understand what is behind the experience, but the experience is real. It sure seems that way. Um, 
it's it's complicated per usual, and and I always say this is that you know kind of breaking things down to yes or no's is difficult because there are going to be this this field and these types of discussions do uh, bring uh, let's say that um, you know mental health factor in if you know what I mean trying to be as, as polite as possible, and what I mean is that not everybody is right uh, compromised in some way. And and so that's the thing they try and write this off as that part of that stigma is, well, uh, people that see these things must be you know bad guano. You know, it, it's like okay, so so really, I mean, are we really saying like the amount of UFO sightings, the amount of paranormal stuff, and you know, sure, fine, you could write off some of that, even a huge percentage, but at some point, is some of that real? I think I think probably, and I think it's a, it's what brings me back every day. I think we're dealing with something that uh, is is un, unquantifiable in human terms yet. Right. Uh, do you think um, there is maybe a, a common denominator behind many of these phenomena, like an overlap uh, between, let's say, alien abductions, um, uh, shadow people, uh, poltergeist activity? Do you think there might be a common denominator? I don't see why they're, why it's let's say unlikely. Um, they're also different, but people tend to have different experiences based on, uh, you know, our, our brain cycles based on, you know, feelings, uh, emotions, this type of thing and things you may see or hear and even misinterpret. So saying that, the, I mean, this is, this is a Jacques Vallée that he, he says this type of stuff that maybe this is not a, ufo thing we're dealing with this is a like you described a phenomena thing where it's maybe like a, and again i brought up a primordial nature spirit so what about uh you know ancient mythology and sort of these ghost stories that go back thousands of years and maybe not just primordial nature spirits but let's say tricksters of old yeah. i mean wouldn't they want to um sort of make us confused about what they were and and again not to say that loki the the ancient norse god is real but uh, he would have been uh, determined as some sort of paranormal, ghostly effect then. So I don't know. I don't know. I think I think it's all on the table for me, and that's what makes it so fascinating. Is there's hey, a UFO could be a ghost. That's just the way I see it. Well, uh, and as is often the case, the questions are often more important than the answers. And uh, the good news is for people like you and me, Michael, it's it's kind of like job security because many of these things will never, ever be resolved, certainly not in our lifetime. Uh, Michael, it's been great um, getting to know you a little bit and speaking with you. Again, give us the particulars on uh, Troubled Minds. When does it? Uh, when do new episodes drop? Well, it's, it's live, but uh, to tell us when we can tune in. Yeah, so we do it live Sunday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Shows go approximately three hours take calls. That's the best part of it because you get so many different ideas kind of just put in one space. Uh, and then the podcast drops the next morning at 4 a.m. So without, without uh, again, like you, like you said, it's a lot of work to do all this, but I, I work very hard to make sure everything, you know, because people are commuting or to work or whatnot. I want them to be able to fire up the podcast at whatever time they're going to work and uh, listen, but that drops Monday through Friday at uh, 4 a.m. and that specific time. And so you can get that pretty much wherever for your morning commute. And uh, I, I appreciate the uh, the chance to be here and I appreciate the feedback from everybody listening to the show. Thank you, Michael Strange, Troubled Minds, troubledminds.org. 
A new Richard Serrett's Strange Planet drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday.